0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. to talk more about some Razorback baseball because we know that uh, that's what's on everybody's mind in the state of Arkansas with the College World Series, and they're going to be facing Stanford tomorrow at 1 p.m., and somebody that knows a lot about Razorback baseball is always the former players. And we have a great one here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. It is former Razorback baseball player Zach Cox. And Zach, really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Hey,
1: good to be here. Always love talking hog baseball.
0: Absolutely, man. And it's a, it's always fun to talk about it, especially when things are going really good and that's what Arkansas has it going on right now. So just to get your thoughts, man, like what would be made of this team, this season, and also this run, getting back to Omaha?
1: You know, it's kind of like when I had talked to Bob Holt earlier and he was interviewing me for the Democrat Gazette, I said, honestly, I'll be shocked if the Hogs don't make it to Omaha. Uh, You know, I fully expect, you know, when it turns postseason and you've gone through the SEC as tough as it is, When you get into that tournament play and you're playing different teams and different conferences uh, and you know you're good, you know, anything can happen. And the Hogs were a good team all year that just happened to hit a little scuffle, and now they're back to playing baseball the way they know how. And uh, I expect great things from them.
2: What what do you see about this team, Zach, that you really like and the way they've been playing Yale lately?
1: You know, a lot. I, I, I think guys are going up and having good at-bats. Uh, guys are having better at-bats than they ha- than they were earlier. Uh, the pitching guys, I mean, having the Smith guy, the lefty, come in in Oklahoma State, uh, there was a moment in the game I really paid attention to. When he first came in, you know, he didn't throw a few strikes. It was almost like you see that freshman in him. And then I saw Turner almost just take his mask off and look at him and say, let's go. And then it was like it gave that kid confidence. He started filling up the strike zone. And then all of a sudden, we go into the regional with another guy we can depend on. And it just made us that much stronger. And all kinds of things like that just get me excited about watching them in this World Series.
0: Well, see, and that's the type of thing that I'm sure you as a former player, when you see stuff like that, and that's just the energy and the passion, it kind of probably like brings you back a little bit too. And knowing that excitement, not only winning big games, but getting to Omaha, I mean, you you were able uh, with Arkansas to get to Omaha. What's that experience and that feeling like uh, when you finally make the, the final eight and get to make the trip up here to the College World Series?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. Battles gets on. Uh, I can't remember how the other guy was first and third, and I'm, like, screaming at my wife to come watch the television, and then when Flavins gets the hit, it brings up so many memories. Uh, I got goosebumps all of them down my arm because it's like, man, I know that feeling. And at the time, there's so much adrenaline going and so much uh, competitive spirit going. And when you win, you dogpile, and there's so much excitement. And then you're focused on the next thing that it was like, that moment when I saw Slavens get that hit, it made me appreciate uh, the 2009 moment even more. Even more than I realized at the time because when you're in it right now, you know, your competitiveness is, is going, and you're thinking about the next pitcher you're going to face as a hitter or if you're a pitcher, you're thinking about the next lineup you're going to have to go through. But now that it's well over a decade later, I'm sitting here looking at it and I'm like, man, those moments were precious. Uh, I went back and watched Barrett, Chuck Barrett, do that enter that YouTube video where uh, Zach Cox is going, or the Dawgs are going to Omaha, and I hear that over and over again. It's like, man, I, I didn't even realize at the time how awesome it was.
2: What does it mean, you mentioned that it is a decade later, and uh, you guys did have a reunion. How was it to see some of those former teammates and have a reunion and kind of reminisce? Upon that time of going to the College World Series in '09,
1: it was a special weekend. I mean, all those guys I hadn't seen a lot of them. I realized I needed to keep in touch uh, better. And then I remember last year when the when the Hogs were ranked one. I remember texting a, a lot of my former buddies, and we were all watching the game, and we were texting at the same time, and you know, just talking about moments that had happened and you know stuff that. I'd kind of forgotten the game that had happened. They remembered, and I remembered stuff. They, and it just uh, – it was a special weekend and one I'll never forget for sure.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing, Zach, is like I'll, – I'll admit, one of my favorite games in Razorback baseball history is actually one you were a part of in the College World Series where Brad Eibner – I'm sure you remember it well – top of the ninth inning, jacks a two-run shot to tie the game. Then the bottom of the ninth inning, bases are loaded – and there's only one out for Virginia, and they get a hit, but Tim Carver turns two there, and, and it's just been a very intense game. But, I mean, take us back to that moment and in that game specifically because a lot of Razorback fans love that. But what was that game like, and what were some of the things you really remember the most about it?
1: I remember I came up, we were down to our last out, and we were down to the last, uh, we were about to go home, and I'd get a little single up the middle, uh, just keeping it alive. And then Brett Eidner. Tons of power. I mean, any swing of the bat, he could change the game at any moment for his entire career. There, so that was probably about the last guy you wanted to see up if you were Virginia. And as soon as he, as soon as he squared that ball up, we knew uh, things were going back in our favor. And I, a moment I actually remember in that game, I got a ball hit to me. I should have made the play. It was a ground ball. Took a little bit of a tough off, but it was a play that I should have made. And I was, man, I was really mad at myself. And I can't even remember what inning it was in, but Keiko gets the ball. And I remember him looking at me and he goes, don't you worry about nothing. I'm going to strike these next two guys out. And back dummy he struck the, the next guy, I think maybe sacrificed Bunnett. And then he struck the next guy out and nobody even remembers I missed that play. So for me personally, that was a big moment just the mental toughness of Dallas Keuchel to get in there and pick me up in that moment, I remember that. I still remember that a lot.
2: As a player, how do you handle distractions of being in in Omaha? It's uh, it's an environment that, you know, you have a goal to get there throughout the entire season. You want to win a championship, you want to get to Omaha, but when you get there, there are certain distractions. How do you handle that as a player? How does Coach Van Horn handle that?
1: I, I think Experience is going to be key for him. Coach Van Horn has done an unbelievable job of having his team ready, and he has an insane amount of experience in the playoffs or the call it the playoffs in the NTA tournament in Omaha. And he's going to know how to run a practice. He's going to know how to get the guys focused on the pitcher they're about to face. How to get his pitchers locked in on uh, the other team, the other team's lineup, and who they'll potentially be facing that. When you lock it in on a game plan like that and how you're going to attack each hitter and how you're going to attack the pitcher, uh, you're not distracted by, you know, all the things that are going on right now.
0: We're joined by former Razorback baseball player Zach Cox here on the Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline on Out of Bounds. You know, Zach, you know, looking back on your stats, I remember how impressive you were as a hitter. I mean, you had a career average at Arkansas of three fifty-five, and that's still sixth in school history. Uh, 150 hits, 26 doubles, 3 triples, 22 home runs, uh, 43-7 on base percentage. And just looking at all these stats that you had, I was just curious because that's something that obviously Arkansas has got some talent, they got some hitting and everything. But what was it about you when you were at Arkansas that made you such an effective hitter? Because we see in baseball right now a lot of teams, man, it seems like it's just a bunch of home runs or strikeouts, but you were really doing a good job of being able to be an effective hitter in college baseball.
1: Yeah, I think I learned a lot from my first year at Arkansas. I dealt with some injuries my first year, and I was really kind of one-dimensional. You know, I would get 1-0 and 2-0 counts, and I'd be looking for something to pull over the right-field fence. Well, in college, those guys locate away twice, and I ended up in a lot of two-strike counts. So I went to the Cape Cod League that summer, and I just changed my approach. I said, look, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to keep letting these pitches I could drive the other way go by. So. I refined my approach and my, uh, and shortened up my swing a little bit and I worked really hard at it. And I had a lot of time up there in the Cape Cod summer league to do it. And I I don't remember what I hit up in the Cape, but I did really well. And I just kind of carried that approach into the fall. And I carried that approach into the season and, uh, it fared well for me.
2: So going from there, then Zach, um, you had a, a professional career, and, and what are you up to now? How, how was that journey through the pro ranks, and then what are you doing now?
1: Well, the journey through the pro ranks was a little different for me. I started off pretty hot in my first season, and then the second year I got hit in the head twice and had some concussion issues and had some, uh, had some things that affected my vision. I never could quite battle through it and ended up after 2018 spring training with the Tigers I decided I probably should move on to the next career into coaching now. So now I give individual lessons to youth kids in Northwest Arkansas uh, up at Legacy Sports Academy, and it's actually in Centerton, Arkansas.
0: Yeah, see, that's awesome because we've had some former players on that, you know, have kind of gone down uh, other routes like that too. and. You know, is that something that maybe you, you ever think about maybe going like as a college coaching, like where it's recruiting and everything involved, or is it kind of like you're, you're, you are you're like doing what you're doing right now when it comes to coaching baseball?
1: I, wouldn't, I would uh, obviously be open-minded to a uh, college coaching position, but as of right now, I'm really enjoying getting a chance to get an individual uh, into, into a cage with myself, talk about his at bats on the weekend, walk him through. Uh, a refined approach, uh, a quality bat path, areas he needs to improve on, and really being able to positively affect that kid's uh, career. I mean, I think the motto of my lesson-giving in my own head is I want to change a kid's life through a baseball swing. So, you know, if I can help a kid make a high school team through a baseball swing, uh, you know, I've helped him. I've changed his life, or I've helped him change his life for the better, hopefully. And that's that's kind of what my focus is. and I'm a little narrow-minded on that right now, but I'm not not open to a college coach. I think that would be really cool.
2: We know that Arkansas has been great in recruiting baseball over the years, and they have a great new facility. Uh, the, the field, the ballpark is always packed with fans, and so there's a lot of fan support. But at the time that you were coming through and you were making a decision, about where you were gonna to go to school. What attracted you to Arkansas? You know, two
1: thousand I think it was two thousand seven, I went on my official visit to Arkansas and I was blown away by the facility. Uh, when I was in high school I had a focus of I wanted to play in the big leagues. I wanted to I wanted to make it as far as I could in baseball and if college was gonna be the Stepping stone for me. I wanted to go to the best college where I could improve my game the best. And I looked at the facilities, the fact that Arkansas had a strength coach. I mean, there was just no, at that time in 2007, 2008, and even 2009, 2010, Arkansas had all that, and they were well above and more advanced than any other college I had visited. And I told my dad, I said, man, if you can't get better here, you just can't get better. So, I ended up, that was a big part. There were obviously other reasons. Coach Todd Butler recruited me. Coach Van Horn was known as the defensive wizard. Uh, there were obviously other decisions, but the main one was I saw the facilities and thought, man, if you can't get better here, you can't get better. And fast forward to actually, I went to a game this year, and they gave me a tour of the new facilities. And once again, even, even like as blown away as I was then, I was blown away this year when I saw how nice, and improve Arkansas' facilities are.
0: Yeah, I think it's almost flooring to some people where, uh, you know, like Peyton Stovall, for instance, he comes on our show, uh, thanks to Faberger every week, and talking with him, and he he brings it up all the time where he could have been a pro kid coming straight out of high school, but he said that he showed up and saw the facilities and what they're doing, and then he compares it to maybe doing like what, what the minor leagues are doing. He's like, man, it's just hard to say no to this, and that's incredible to where college baseball has grown so much, even since you've played, But to see the type of facilities and the type of standard that Arkansas baseball is putting in, I mean, I've heard some guys say that it's even nicer than a lot of major league baseball facilities when it comes to development centers.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're not going to find, and that's funny you say that, because when we were touring the facility, we had some of the other instructors or coaches, and they were asking me, you know, is this like big league facilities? And I've been in the big league facilities and worked out, and I'm like, this is way nicer than what you get in the big league. Like this is this is a step above.
2: Well, when you say it's way nicer, what, what are some of the things that stood out to you?
1: Man, there's a lot to me. The weight room was incredible. The fact that it's dedicated just to baseball. There's everything you would need not only to get a good workout in, I mean, we're talking more advanced than that, to see improvement from week to week through technology, to know that you're pushing a higher velocity. Uh, whether it be through your plyometric work or your resistance training, or whatever you're doing, I think they even said they had a mound dedicated to see when you were pitching if you were happen to be leaning to one side too far or not. You could look at your laptop or something that was connected to the mound, and it could tell you that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just don't know. Even today, I mean, I haven't visited big league facilities in a while. I just don't know how you get better than that.
0: Yeah, I think you'd be hard-pressed, definitely. And, uh, you know, another thing I wanted to bring you up and discuss with you, Zach, is, you know, you mentioned the players and the guys you played with, but it's like you just see the guys that you played with on the team, like in 09, like Andy Wilkins and Brett Eibner, James McCann, Dallas Keichel, Mike Bolsinger, Drew Smiley. I mean, those are some big-time names, and, and it's not even like, oh, that was just the one year. The thing about Dave Van Horn is, you know, obviously he's vying for that national title, but the amount of guys he's put in the pros and then guys that do well in the pros, I feel like that's something that uh, can't be stated enough about how successful he is, at getting guys ready for the big leagues.
1: Yeah, I mean, everything he's done up to this point speaks for itself. You're a guy and you're talented and you're looking to come and go to college and play in the best program, obviously I'm biased. So I'm obviously, I'm just going to say the best program in college baseball. You're going to be a hog. I mean, there's other ones that are good. I'm not dogging those. But I will say this. I'll go on record to say this. They're the best program also because you see Van Horn's teams playing the game right. You don't see... You don't see his players doing anything that if you did it back in my day, you'd be wearing one between your numbers, and that would just be normal. There'd be no bench warnings or anything like that. All of Van Horn's teams that come up, I see guys running out balls. I see guys when they hit a home run, they act like they've done it before. They hit a double. Yes, they get pumped up, but once again, they act like they've done it before. And that's one thing that I really like. Uh, I tell all my lessons. I say, hey, look. I know you see stuff on TV, but when you hit a homer, let's act like we've done it before. Do you see the hogs acting like that and all start to shake their heads Because obviously, all my lessons, they aspire to be a future hog. So I get a chance to also instill that into the kids to play the game, what I feel to be the right way and respectful of everyone out on the field.
0: Well, Zach, uh, we just got about a minute left with you, but I'm curious because you brought it up. Well, where did that come from? Why did it start being this way of of guys, you know, kind of going above and beyond and showing guys up and being shenanigans and all that? Where where did all that start in baseball? Because it seems like it's so prevalent now.
1: I don't know, but if we find out who started it, we need to just get rid of that guy. <laughs> because, because I like the game to be – I like to see guys hit homers and guests. uh You know, everybody loves to see the emotion, but there's some things out there, and I don't want to throw any... I mean, everybody probably knows who I'm talking about if you're listening to this and you've been paying attention, but hitting doubles and just acting absolutely ridiculous as you run around the bases, I don't understand that. I couldn't even be proud of what I had done at the end of the day uh, if that's what I was doing, but that's the thing about the Razorbacks. I feel like every time they go out, they go out, they play the game hard, they're competitive, they're passionate, but there's always with a level of respect that I, I really love.
0: Well, Zach, man, we really appreciate you joining us. It was great catching up with you and talking some Razorback baseball. Enjoy the College World Series, man, and enjoy your weekend. And I'm sure we'll be catching up with you, you later. Guys,
1: absolutely. You guys, have, you guys have
0: a good one and go home. All right, appreciate it. Again, that was former Razorback Zach Cox joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. We'll take a commercial break and come back with more Out of Bounds. Stay with us.